Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. Good evening and welcome to After the Fact, our weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamars Community Radio. I'm your host, John Nolan, and thank you for tuning in to us today, wherever you are and however you are listening to us. In this series, every show is about a specific country and we will be revealing what that country is tonight in a few minutes' time with our ever-reliable robot scorekeeper, Clancy. But first, let's go and meet tonight's contestants. It's another night where we have majority of virtual contenders. So I'll go and say hello to the uh, one member of the blue team who is in the house. And that is Mr. Aidan Mooney. You're very welcome. This is your debut tonight. Aidan. Thank you. And how are you feeling about it? I'm feeling good. Okay, well, I, I wish you the best. Have you listened to any of the previous episodes? Just one. Just the one you were here one night. Uh, I heard one other one. Yeah. Okay, well, I wish you well. And uh, Aidan is joined tonight. His teammate is Coming to us live from Belfast, Mr. Brian Shaw. Good evening, Brian. Evening, John. Thanks for having me back. You're welcome back, Brian. And uh, how are you feeling tonight? Yeah, feeling good. Feeling good. I mean, the country suited me well last time and I had a good time, but I'm not I'm not sure about what we're going to have tonight. Well, so we'll see we'll in see a few minutes, goes. won't we? So best of luck to you. The uh, red team are neither. Neither of them are here. Look at them. They are not there. They're not here. They are both uh, away from us. So... Let's go to Galway first and say hello, Red Team number one. Hello, Michelle Coyne here in Galway in an attic. <laughs> in her quiz cave. Quiz cave. Michelle's quiz cave. You're welcome, Michelle. Thank you very much. And your teammate tonight is coming to us live from London, uh, where I don't know what time zone they're on this week. <laughs> We're 46 minutes ahead. <laughs> Good evening to Mr. Paddy Duffy. Good evening, Paddy. Good evening, John. Yes, greetings from the swinging Victoria district of old London town here tonight. Ooh, old London town. It, well, actually, it is looking fairly. Uh, it's looking fairly nifty out there. Actually, it's skyscrapers a go go around these parts. Oh, lovely. Okay. Well, enjoy your view out the window, but focus on the questions. Now, let us go and find out what tonight's uh, topic will be. We go talk to our ever reliable robot scorekeeper, Clancy. Good evening, Clancy. Good evening, everyone. John has told me to stop trying to speak other languages, so tonight I can reveal is going to be about China. So there we go. China oh. is tonight's topic. Mm-hmm. Let's see how the teams get on with that. It's the ninth episode of the series, so we're starting with the red team tonight. Neither of whom are here, so uh, who wants to go first? Decide. I'll go first, Jer. Multiple choice round. In this round, the team, each player will be asked a question with three potential answers. If they give me the right answer on their own, they get for their side two points. If they give me the wrong answer, though, it will go across for potential bonus. Oh, and of course, if they need to confer, I should have said. Uh, they can confer with their teammate, but that'll only be worth one point for a correct answer. Michelle's going to go first for the red team. Michelle, here's your question. The flag-carrying airline of Hong Kong uses in its name a historical name for China, which is now otherwise only used in poetic contexts. What is that name? Your options are A, Qatar, B, Cathay, or C, Catan. Uh, I think I know this one. I think it's B, Cathay. Cathay is correct. 
Very good, yes. That's the name of the airline is Cathay Pacific. And it is the flag-carrying airline in Hong Kong. Okay, across we go to the uh, blue team. Uh, Aidan, you're here, so rule is you go first, okay, for your team. So this is your first question. What is the name of the religious spiritual practice first taught publicly in northeastern China in 1992 by Li Hongji that has been since 1999 subject to an official crackdown by the Chinese state? You've got three options. They are A, Falun Gong, B, Feng Shui, or C, Saka Gakkai. Feng Shui. Feng Shui is B. So is that what you're saying? Yeah. You're saying Feng Shui. Okay. <laughs> it's not right, Aiden. Across we go to the Reds, who can okay. confer here. There are two options remaining. What is the name of the religious spiritual practice first taught publicly in northeastern China in 1992 that has been since 1999 Subject to an official crackdown by the Chinese state. Remaining options are Falun Gong or Saka Gakkai. So, mm. Paddy, is that, is it, are either of them ringing any bells with you? Falun Gong does ring a bit of a bell. Um, it's ringing, no, they're not, neither ring any bell for me, but just going on the fact that one of the wrong answers also began with an F. I don't, I don't know how that <laughs> is going. But um, Falun Gong like could also be a you know a furniture shop but i haven't a clue um yeah 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 so can i push you for an answer Which please answer though, so red team we might yeah as well. sure, let's sure, let, yeah let's let's go for falun gong it's it's rings the vaguest of bells and it rings this bell as well because it's the correct answer falun gong is the name of that uh quasi religion uh feng shui aiden is uh more of a practice about uh harmony in life and it's also to do with laying out rooms and things. So it's not that. And Saka Gakkai is a kind of an equivalent religious practice, but it's in Japan. Yeah. All right. Uh, Paddy, your question. Hello. What is the former name of the modern day city of Guangzhou? Formerly a major terminus of the Silk Road, it continues to serve as a major port and transportation hub, as well as being one of China's three largest cities. So its former name, is it A, Canton? B, Peking, or C, Nanking? Strangely enough, uh, I was doing a summer league in London last year uh, against uh, a team of my mortal enemy and my ex-girlfriend uh, was that Canton is Guangdong. Um, so yes, I say with great relish, the answer is Canton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Canton is Guangzhou, but since Canton was the one I was looking for, that's enough, you're right. Okay, Brian, you get the last question of the round. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead, John. Short and sweet one, this one. How many time zones are in use officially in China? Options are A, 3, B, 8, or C, 1. Okay, yeah. When you started at 3 and went up, I was worried, but I think it is 1. I'm pretty sure I've heard that farmers in certain parts of the country find it very difficult to operate. So I'm going to go at 1, please. You're correct, yes. China is, in fact, the biggest country in the world that is operating with just one official time zone. Okay, that's two points for you, and that ends the round. So let's go and check how the scores stand after that first round. Blue team, two points. Red team, five points. Okay, so it's a five points to two lead for the red team, but no worries, we'll go off to round number two. 
This is our connections round. In this round, the team that is in will be offered two facts or pieces of information. If they can tell me what links them to tonight's theme country, they get three points. They can request a third and then a fourth piece of information should they wish, but they'll be playing for two and one point at that stage. A wrong answer, no matter when, we'll see all four options or all four facts being offered across to the other side for potential one-point bonus. We start with the team that's trailing, that's the blue team. So now uh, your team here, Brian and Aidan, and here's your first two pieces of info. The Yangshao culture, that's spelt Y-A-N-G-S-H-A-O, and Bombix Mori, that's spelt B-O-M-B-Y-X-M-O-R-I. Yeah, I have no idea at the moment, Aidan. I don't know about you. I haven't either. No. Okay. Well, That's fine. Another clue, I think. What links them to China? Yes, exactly. So we've got uh, right now Yangshao culture and Bombix Mori. Are you, are you just going to rapidly move on to the third clue? I think that'd be the best idea, probably. Okay, no problem. We've got Yangshao culture, the Bombix Mori, and Seri culture. S E R I C U L T U R E. Good grief. Still nothing here, Aidan. Sorry. Would it have anything to do with planting? 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 Well, uh, sowing seeds or planting? Because we we can take one more piece of information. You do have one more piece of information you can request now. You You don't have to punt right now. Okay, so if you want this fourth clue, here it is. The Yangshao culture, Bombix Mori, Seri culture, and finally... The mulberry tree. The mulberry. I think I have an idea. Oh, well, tell your team, mate. It's a, a silk. Mul- silk is made from mul- mulberry to do with silk. Okay. Okay. So is that going to be your answer, guys? Uh, I honestly can't get anywhere with this, so <laughs> I'm happy to... You're going to go with Aiden and the silk. Happy, happy to go with Aiden. Nice, well done. Good job, yes. Very nice right. answer. So, let's explain in reverse. The uh, the silkworm feeds on the mulberry bush. It's uh, also known as the mulberry silkworm is its full name. In Latin, it's the Bombix mori. That's its Latin name. Uh, sericulture is simply the production of silk. That's its, You can file that one away for a different quiz question. And finally, the Yangshao culture is the first uh, evidence that's been found of silk production, something like 1200 B.C., in China, and the people who did it were the Yangshao culture. Okay, you got a point there. Well done. Red team, you're up. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Yes. We've got, oh, how do I pronounce it? Xi'an, that's X I apostrophe A N. And the 29th of March, 1974. Oh, oh wow. 29th of March, 1974. Oh, God. Is that. Is that when Mo died? I wonder. I Xi'an is to, is a place to me, and I'm not I, in my head. I'm not sure about it, but so yeah. Oh. Well, well, we go for another clue because I'm a bit tentative there. I don't really know what the. I well, can't really. It's something that happened very specifically, on you know on a on a date. So that's and that's around that time as well and um, like you know if it was any of the things he did they'd 
span a longer period of time. So yeah, maybe we should have one more just to see. Yeah, just just to sort of make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just to sort of see where we're at. Yeah. Let's go for another clue. Third clue coming up. So we have Xi'an, the 29th of March, 1974. And now, Qin Shi Huang died 220 BC. Ooh. Ooh, right. Um, can you can you give us that? Um, will I spell it for you? Um, yeah, if you don't mind. Sorry, Q- I've read Wild Swans years ago and I'm hoping <laughs> if I see it written down. Q I N S H I H U A N G, which I'm reading as Keen Shi Huang. I'm crossing my fingers while I do it. Um, hmm. Died 220 BC. Yes. And then, oh. That's really sent me off the, Unless, off the track there. Jian. Jian. Oh, gosh. Unless it's like, say, I wonder if it's something to do with a city. Say if a city oh. was oh. given a name. And the Terracotta Army. Huh? It's the Terracotta Army, isn't it? The Terracotta Army. Yeah, that's in Chan. Yes, that is. That's in Chan. Is Maybe it? that's when they find it. Yeah, and buried two or day two hundred. And yes, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Because they had the 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 lads buried with them. Yeah. Okay, you're you're Should pretty confident with the Xi'an. That's where. It yeah, is. no, sorry, that just sort of popped into my head like a yeah. like a firework there. That that is in Chan. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's go for that. Let's play that, yeah. It's good for two points. Inspiration. We got to hear we got to hear the the penny dropped there or something as Paddy was talking. <laughs> it just arrived. So the final clue you didn't need, it was eight thousand figures. Because there are over eight thousand um different models of so uh, different uh, individual soldiers of different types in the Terracotta Army, which was the correct answer. They were all buried beside the first emperor of China, who was Qin Shi Huang, and he died 220 BC, as I said. They were discovered by farmers. First and for- The first day they were discovered was 29th of March, 1974. And yeah, the city of Qian is where they are located, or on the outskirts of it. Well done, that's two points for the Reds. Back we go to the Blues again. Here's your next question. We've got Deng Xiaoping and Jiang Zemin. Okay, so D-E-N-G-X-I-A-O-P-I-N-G and the second name is J-I-A-N-G-Z-E-M-I-N. So, Brian Aiden. Okay. Okay. Um, I think, Aiden, I think both of these were um, like leaders of China. Ding. I know, I know Deng... I'm pretty sure Jiang Zemin was like the, I don't know what the word is, is the president, is that the word? And then and Deng, I know, was a political leader as well. I don't know if he was, I don't know for sure if he was president, but I'm sure he was a prominent political guy as well. Maybe back in the 80s or something. I think you're right, yes. I'm pretty sure Jiang was, yeah. Jiang, whatever, Zemin was more recent than that, and, and Deng was a, a major figure back a few decades ago. Um, so I don't know, is that, is that something you'd be okay to say, something like, presidents of China or something like that, or, or leaders? Yeah, what I do you think, think we'll go for that, yes. Give it a go? Okay. What, uh, what kind of term are you going to throw uh, my way, Brian? 
God. I, like, would you accept? Let's try president. Presidents of China. Well, no, I'll prompt on that. you prompt on that. Good Lord. It's complicated. <laughs> hmm. Maybe something like leaders of the Communist Party or something like that. But I don't see, would that not be the same thing? I don't know. Hmm. What do you think about leaders of the Communist Party? Yeah, yeah, it could be that, yeah. I, 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 I don't know what other answer you could you think might leaders be. Leader of the CCP, Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, I'll try leader of the Chinese Communist Party. I'll tell you what, I'll be... Uh, give me an adjective. An adjective? Oh, my God. <laughs> former, former. No. I don't know what to say. Oh, my God. I'll tell you um, what, we'll, I'll, I'll be generous. We'll just say leaders of China. Will we do that? Okay. I'm allowing that. I'm allowing that. Although I'll explain why I'm confused in a second, right? It's very okay. complicated. But uh, they are all, and I'll give you the other names. The names are, you'd know them, Hu, Jin, Hu Jintao and Xi, Xi Jinping, current man, Zhang yeah. Zemin and Deng Xiaoping. Now, three of those this four... Is the most recent, then? Or, or? In, in reverse order, of being paramount leaders of China, which would be a bit like, you know, the way, uh, say, in North Korea, they've got the supreme leader. It's uh, So leader of the country will do. But funny enough, Deng was never president of China. Some other some other guy was uh, his kind of um, puppet. However, I'm feeling generous tonight, so I'm giving you that. All right. Thank oh. you. <laughs> Hopefully no objections from Team Red. As no, we go across. no, I thought... You Not at all, no, no. <laughs> Very good. Okay, cross we go. Paddy and Michelle, we've got Atari and 19 by 19. Ooh. Sorry, say that again. At Atari. Is that what Atari. Atari. A-T-A-R-I. Atari. Yeah. Oh. 19 by 19. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I wonder, like, he could be leading us along a funny path, but wasn't there like an yeah. Atari game that was... And it had a screen on it. I don't know. It seems too big for the screen, nearly. 19. Yeah. Um, what, are, what is 19 squared? Is there some sort of... Uh... Atari's Japanese, though, isn't it? That's what I thought, yeah. In fact, was, I, I'm what, not even sure Atari's it is. I think it's... Yeah, I thought it was... Anything, I thought Atari's were American and they just Maybe. made it sound like they were Japanese. Did they have any particular consoles or games that would have had, like, a Chinese connotation? Oh, maybe. Was was there an Atari Jaguar? Um, I just made that up. No, um, I think there, is, there was, yeah, but that's the kind of any other answer. Yeah. On board, 19, we have a poll. <laughs> I'm sure 19 by 19 is something that's going to prompt me to kick myself in a minute, but shall we go for yeah. another clue? One more, yeah. All right. We've got Atari 19 by 19 and Black versus White. Black versus white. Nineteen by nineteen. Oh, hold on. Um, this is a game of some kind. Kind then. Oh, is this like oh, backgammon or something? Or go. Do you know? Isn't go a Japanese game? Oh. And wasn't it Atari that something made them? Do you know go? Do you know that go. game? Is go a Japanese game or a Chinese game? It's a Chinese game where you've got tiles that twist over. There's black and oh, white right, tiles. Yeah. Or circular tiles. I'm not. Yeah, certain, okay. I'm not certain, Let's... but I'd like to play it all the same. 
And it's possible that Atari had like an early sort of like a Pong yeah. type like, game like of it. No, yeah. Like Nokia had, you know, tree fell in or whatever yeah. they had before they became phone company. <laughs> and oh yes, yeah. Yeah. Shall we go for that then? Let's yeah. go for let's go for let's go. go. You're going for go. Well done. So Atari, an American computer games company, but the term is a move and play in the game Go. That's where they got the word from. That's right. Go is played on a 19 by 19 board. The counters, which basically the black ones look like those minstrel suites and the white ones being a white version of that. And finally, you didn't need was Google's DeepMind Alpha, which you may remember. Uh, was able to beat the world Go champion. No, I didn't remember that. <laughs> okay, well, good job. You got the answer. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the round. Let's go back over to Clancy and we check the standings. Blue two six points. Red two nine points. Okay, so nine points to six lead for the Reds as we get on to round number three. It's time for our beloved music round. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> in this round, the two teams will hear two pieces of music each in turn, and uh, they have to give me the artist and the song title for a point, and then there will be two subsequent questions, both worth a point each. A wrong answer at any stage will be offered across to the side for a potential one point bonus. We start with the team that's trailing, which is the Blues. So, Blues, Aiden and Brian, you're up, and here's the first piece of China related music. Fading that down there. So, uh, what's that and who's it by, please? Hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know, Aidan, I'm sorry. It's a familiar ear. The ear is familiar, but I can't uh, name it. Sorry. It's not coming either, no? Okay, we'll offer across the potential bonus to the Reds. Yeah, I know this one. Do you know it as well, I'd say, Paddy? I do, yeah. I do right, indeed. To China in your hand. It's correct. Okay, we've got two subsequent questions, but we're back with the blues. You still have these questions, Aidan and Brian. The band Tapau took their name from a female character in which TV and movie franchise? Hmm. By the way, it's spelled T apostrophe P A U, if that's any help. Tapau, it's, it's vaguely familiar. I didn't know there was a band, but the. Character name sounds vaguely familiar. Tapau. So, Tapau was a character in which TV and movie franchise? TV and movie, okay. So, maybe. Aiden, do you have any ideas? No, I'm sorry. Or? I'm stuck here. Okay. I don't, like, I mean, it could, it's, it'll be embarrassing if it's wrong, but. Maybe maybe Star Trek, you know, is a TV and movie franchise. I don't, I don't know. There you go. That's a point for you. Yes, Tapau was a Vulcan leader in Star Trek. All right. And the third question. Uh, the band state that the lyrics to China in Your Hand refer to which famous 
1818 novel by the author Mary Shelley. Do we, do we think it's Frankenstein, Aidan? That's the only one I can think of, yeah. <laughs> right. Let's give it a go. You're giving that a go. Well, it is correct, yes. Okay. That's the lyrics from Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. All right. Funny, well, funny enough that this song came up with me last week. I was looking for a title for a short story with some China in it, and I looked it up. And then I saw what it was about, and I was like, oh, no, that really doesn't fit. So <laughs> okay. true enough, I really like that uh, Frankenstein tidbit of information. Okay, cool. Right. Uh, now, this be- your piece of music coming up here, Reds, right now. you liked my seamless censorship there it sounds like David boy was effing and blinding throughout the whole thing okay. you so. said it go on Patty yes, that's the uh, notoriously foul mouthed David Bowie and China girl correct yes it is yes it is alright two subsequent questions on that song uh, David Bowie co-wrote this song with James Osterberg Jr. in 1977. Under what stage name does Mr. Osterberg perform? He released the song himself in 1977 on his debut solo album, The Idiot, six years before Bowie recorded the version you heard there. That's uh, that's uh, St. Ignatius Pop, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, Iggy to his friends. <laughs> Iggy Pop. And... Uh, Third question, which famous musician produced the David Bowie version of this song? Again, the one you just heard. Other songs this man has worked on include We Are Family by Sister Sledge, I'm Coming Out by Diana Ross, and Get Lucky by Daft Punk. That's, uh, do you know Michelle? Or? I don't. No. It's, uh, it's the boss, and it's uh, Nile Rogers. I mean, no. not that boss, like the other boss, just like... <laughs> Generally, being a boss, Nell Rogers is the answer. Is what I'm getting at. Okay, you've you really made that very long-winded and complicated, but you were right, Nell Rogers. As is my want. <laughs> okay, back over we go for the third piece of music, and this is for Aiden and Brian. Right, what's that and who's it by? <laughs> Stuck again here. <laughs> yeah, no point in wasting much time here, I'm sorry. Okay, you're, ahead, you're, you're holding off for the, uh, the, the trivia <laughs> questions part of the road. <laughs> That's okay. Uh-huh. So we're passing that over, I think. Right, well, the artist, I think it's a collaboration. I think it's Coldplay and Rihanna. Yeah, is there something um, about it? Princess of China or something, is there? Is well, yes. I th- my first thought was Princess of China, and then I wonder, oh God, it's not Queen of China, is it? Oh, but I think Princess of China. What are you What are you thinking? Yeah, I agree. 
And it's Princess okay. China Coldplay anyway. Right. So we're saying? Saying Princess of China. Right. Is it definitely Rihanna with Coldplay? Yeah, yes it is. Well, so I'm, I'm yeah, pushing yeah, a spell yeah, here okay. now. This has gone on too long. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yes. Good party. <laughs> but thank you, John. That was uh, Coldplay and Rihanna with Princess of China. She hadn't quite been promoted to queen yet at this point, Patty. All right, uh, back over to the Blues. Two questions for you. Okay. What nationality is Rihanna? Oh, I think I think I know this one. Um, I think she's from Barbados in, I think. Yeah, it's that part of the, it's that part of the world, definitely. The Caribbean, but, yeah. I, I think it's. I'm trying to think. Is it? That's what I have in my head. That's what came to my okay. head immediately. Anyway. It's Barbados, not 100 certainty. Barbados, and that's correct. She's indeed from Barbados. And her last question. The four members of Coldplay, Chris Martin, Johnny Buckland, Guy Berryman and Will Champion, all met whilst attending university in which city between 1996 and 1998? It's not an answer I know. We might as well guess one, but uh, do you have any no, I don't, I don't firm idea? Have, no, um, I'd have gone for London, I think. You're going for London, Aidan, yeah? Oh, I would have, yeah. Okay. What do you think, Brian? I mean, if, my guess is it wouldn't be that, but I don't, I, I don't have a better answer though. So okay, so you're saying London? I guess I'm happy to go with that. Yeah. Oh, well done. It is okay. absolutely correct. Yes, they were all attending University College London. Well done, Aidan. Nice answer. All right, final piece of music around for Dreads, and here it is right now. Right there, that's uh, we don't often get up to that kind of uh, volume. Anyway. Uh, well, I haven't even the faintest shred of a clue. To... I, I think that's Blur, is it? Do you, do you know the the album with the orange cover? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Did they have one on it? Yeah, and I'm I'm singularly useless on uh, um, on this one. I'm afraid I, I I I don't think I've ever heard that song in my life. John, is it Chinese Bombs by Blur? No, I'm afraid oh, it is not. Unlooking. So across we go. Potential bonus for Brian and Aiden. How's your knowledge <laughs> of the hard rock? <laughs> oh God. Um, Sounds like Brian's I mean, not confident. This like, Aiden. I've honestly got no idea what it sounds like, but I think Van Halen have a song about China. Does that sound like them? I don't know. Chinatown. Well, we'll go, we'll I go really don't know what it sounds like. I can't get anything better. Yeah. Okay. Let's give it a try. Chinatown by Van Halen. <coughs> no, I'm afraid not. That there was Guns N' Roses with their <laughs> 2008 single, Chinese Democracy. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. All right, two questions for the Reds on that. This song was taken from their 2008 album of the same name, the band's first album of original studio material since the simultaneous release of which two albums in 1991? The only thing, the only, God, the only one I can think of is Appetite for Destruction, and I'm pretty sure that was earlier than 91. Um, 
didn't they have like what one did they have? It was them that had the cover version of Knocking at Heaven's Door, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. So what yeah. Was that one? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> shall we with it? Shall we? Shall we throw it over to the to the chaps and and uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're just passing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Across we come. So, uh, gentlemen, uh, you might get a bonus here. Chinese Democracy, the 2008 album by Guns N' Roses, was their first album of original studio material since the simultaneous release of which two albums in 1991. <laughs> Yeah, safe enough. Pass over to us, I think. Aiden, <laughs> do, you, do you know? It is very safe. From no. the vestige, even, of an ocean. Okay, it looks like Aiden's passing anyway. Brian, have you any guesses? Yeah, the passing. Wall? No, I don't have a guess. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, they were two a twin pair of albums. They were called Use Your Illusion 1 and Use Your Illusion 2. I've never heard that. And I, use your illusion. I that think I had a t-shirt familiar. with use your illusion say. cover on. Like rural right. Use your illusion. Use your illusion. Right. Uh, Red team, final question. Okay. One of the band's many members during the intervening 17 years was Brian Carroll, a musician who has received critical acclaim for his innovative electric guitar playing. Carroll performs under the stage name Buckethead. Because whilst on stage, he always wears an item from which fast food restaurant on his head? I guess, Paddy, because they served their fast food in buckets. It's probably KFC. Yeah, that was my thought entirely. <laughs> I can't think of any other bucket-based food. <laughs> no. so, They're my go-to bucket food bucket provider. Food you want fit, yeah. KFC yeah, let's say that. Well worked out. Yes, he, he wears an upside-down KFC bucket. On his head. I mean, a gimmick's a gimmick, like. <laughs> All right, that's the end of uh, quite an entertaining music road, I think. Uh, here is the standing of the scores before we take our ad break. Blue team 10 points. Red team 15 points. Okay, so it's, uh, it's a lead for the Reds, but it's not a huge one. We're going to take our ad break, and we'll be back in about three minutes' time. Please do not go away. You're listening to After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Claremont's Community Radio. My name is John Nolan. I'm the host, and thank you for joining me today. Tonight's episode is all about China, and after three rounds, the red team, which is Paddy Duffy and Michelle Coyne, are on 15 points, five ahead of the blue team, which is Aidan Mooney and Brian Shaw, and they are on 10. Okay, on we go with round number four. This is our... 20 questions round. In this round, the team that is in gets asked a question. If they get it right, they get a point for their side, but they also get the next question. This can go on until at most five in a row have been answered correctly, at which point they will have to give control of the game over, but they will get a bonus sixth point for the achievement. A wrong answer at any stage, however, will see control go across. The other side will get the next question, and they can also get a bonus uh, right there on the one you may have missed. So we'll start with the team that's trailing. That's the blue team. Are you ready, guys? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Question one. Quotations from Chairman Mao Zedong is a book of statements and speeches, writings by the former chairman of the Communist Party of China, published from 1964 to about 1976 and widely distributed during the Cultural Revolution in that country. What colour was its cover? Uh, yeah, Aidan, I think, is that called a little red book? I believe so. 
There is something called a little red book. Yeah, I believe so. So we'll go with red, go please. That's correct. Red is the answer. It was indeed the little red book. Well done. Question two. Which Italian merchant, explorer and writer, born in the Republic of Venice in 1254, published the Book of Marvels of the World around 1300, which first described to Europeans the wealth and great size of China? Sounds like Marco, Marco Polo, Polo to me. Yeah. Marco, Marco Polo. Polo. Correct. Number three. Which is the largest city in China by population? 24.18 million people live there in 2017. And it's also the world's busiest container port. What's that? Shanghai. Shanghai, says Aidan. He's very decisive and he's correct. Well done. Well done. Question four. The Republic of China overthrew and succeeded the Qing Dynasty in 1911 and ruled mainland China until 1949. Following the Chinese Civil War, the Republic of Chinese government fled the, uh, to which island from that year on? Yeah, that's that's Taiwan, Aidan. You okay to go with that? Taiwan. Yeah, Formosa or Taiwan, yeah. Yeah. I was looking for Taiwan, Aidan, but uh, you're right, Formosa, Formosa. Former name. All right, and for five in a row, which Chinese professional snooker player, considered the most successful Asian player in the history of the sport, has won a total of 13 major ranking titles, and in 2016 became the first Asian player to reach the final of the World Championship. Who's that? Uh, I'm not certain, but my my guess, Aiden, would be Ding Junhui. We'll go for him. Aiden <laughs> looks Ding. relieved that you came up with an answer there, I think. <laughs> and it's correct, and it gets you the two points. Well done. However, control the game now goes across to the red team. Are you ready, red team? Yes. By what name is the longest river in China known to the rest of the world? In China itself, it is called the Changjiang, which means, fittingly, long river. But what's it known in the rest of the world? Uh, well, I, I guess it's the Yangtze, wouldn't it, Michelle? Yeah, so the Yangtze, I think the yellow is smaller. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Yangtze is the biggest, isn't it? So yeah. it must be that, yeah. Okay, with that? you're saying Yangtze. That's correct, well done. Next question. Which Chinese city will host the 2022 Winter Olympic Games? I think this is a... Oh, sorry, Michelle, go ahead. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Beijing because I think they're going to use some of the same facilities they had for the summer... Yeah, I th yes, I agree. I think it's one of the few examples of a Winter Olympics being held in a capital city. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go for that. Beijing. That's correct. It'll become the first city to have hosted both Summer and Winter Olympics. Your next question. Alur Opoda Melon O Liuka is Chinese most famous endangered and endemic species. It lives in a few mountain ranges in central China, mainly in Sichuan. Uh, bamboo shoots and leaves making up more than 99% of its diet. What's it called? Can you just, just to double check, can you say the name again? Aluropoda. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Aluropoda melanoleuca. That's M-E-L-A-N-O-L-E-U-C-A. So, yeah. I think the leuca and the melon mean black and white, so, or like two, two tones. So I guess, I guess it is the, the panda. And uh, yeah, 
The oh, giant panda. The giant panda. Well, even better. That's giant right. Nicely clarified, uh, Michelle. Somebody <laughs> just prompted on you. <laughs> All right. Well done. Next question. Which Chinese politician and military leader served as the leader of the Republic of China between 1928 and 1975, first in mainland China and then, as we've already said, in Taiwan until his death? He was recognized by much of the world as head of the legitimate government of China until 1971. Um, I guess this is Chiang Kai-shek. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's definitely a name from that book I read years ago. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, he, he, he would have been he would have been the big man on Chinese campus back in the back pre yeah. pre communism. So yeah, let's go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's go Chiang Kai-shek then, so. Chiang Kai-shek is correct. Well done. And for your own five in a row, which variant of Chinese has by far the most native speakers? The group also includes the Beijing dialect, which forms the basis for stand, what is called standard Chinese. But which, uh, which variant of Chinese am I looking for? Um, I guess Mandarin is the... That's the biggest, isn't it? It's definitely the one that Duolingo tries to get you to learn. So I guess it probably is it probably yeah. is the, the biggest. But I think it's, it's the best guess, even if... <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely the percentage guess, isn't it? And I think Cantonese is a more southern thing anyway. Down, with the, down in that area. Guangdong, Guangzhou. Guangzhou, area, exactly, yeah. There. All right, uh, so yeah. what are you saying? You're so saying... We've got Mandarin. Mandarin is correct. And that's another five in a row. So everyone is flying tonight. All right, back we go. Blue team, Aiden and Brian, you're back in. Okay. And here's your question. Which 1987 film directed by Bernardo Bertolucci told the life story of Pu Yi, who as a child reigned China as the Guangtong Emperor before his forced abdication in February 1912, uh, before he was later installed as a puppet emperor of Manchuko by the Japanese. But what was the name of the film that told his story, 1987? Mm. Not sure about this one, unfortunately, Eden. Uh, it's kind of on the tip of my tongue, but it won't come any farther. Well, you've got time, Aidan. Uh, you've got another 40 seconds on the clock. So feel free to use it up. I'll read the question again. Which 1987 film directed by Bernardo Bertolucci tells the story of Pu Yi, who as a child reigned China as the Guangtong Emperor before his forced abdication in February 1912? Later, he was installed as the puppet emperor of Manchuko by the Japanese. 20 seconds left. Any ideas, Aidan? No. No, sorry. I really don't know. Hmm. Not going to get there, I don't think, John. Okay. All right. Not even a guess, Brian? I can't, I can't come up with anything sensible. No, okay. I, I don't think I've seen this film anyway, whatever it is. No problem there. The time is up. So, across we go. Uh, Red team, you're getting the next question, but you might get a bonus here. What's the name of that film? By That's Bernardo one. Bertolucci. That's the one, Paddy, with baby Christian Bale in it, sure. Like, ah, uh, the... I was wondering, was that the one that it was? So, I think so. That's Empire of the Sun. Empire of the Sun, yeah. Okay. 
I have to play that piece of audio. I'm sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was The Last Emperor by Bernardo oh, Bertolucci. Oh, right, right, yeah. That makes I had a difficulty writing a question what? which didn't mention the word emperor in it anywhere, but there we go. So, anyway, Reds, you get the next question, though you're still in control. Which condiment made from a fermented paste of legume native to East Asia, some roasted grains, brine, and one of two types of mold was created first about 2,200 years ago during the Western Han Dynasty in China. What condiment was that? I think, Paddy, that's probably soy sauce. Yeah, that sounds like a good shout. Uh, just the legumes is like a bean. I'm like, pretty sure it's made out of like black beans or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good show. That's a good show. Maybe even. <laughs> yeah. Uh, soy sauce, please. <laughs> soy sauce. Yes, well spotted on the soybean. Well done there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was indeed soy sauce. All right. Next question for you guys. Which dam that spans the Yangtze River by the town of San Duping has been the world's largest power station in terms of installed capacity? capable of 22,500 megawatts since it was completed in 2012. What's the name of that dam? Oh, wow. Um, a big, big Chinese dam. <laughs> big, yeah, my, my big Chinese dam knowledge is not up to snuff. Um, oh, God. Um, can't even proffer a cogent guess, really. What's um, the year again, John? So it's, it's, it's down across the Yangtze. Yeah, just above the town of San Duping, and it's the world's largest power station in terms of installed capacity since it was completed in 2012. Well, on the basis that it goes through the Yangtze, and what was it, the Chinese called the Yangtze again? The, the Chang, the Changshang? The Changshang, the Long River. Well, we call it Changshang Dam. The Changshang Dam. So you think the whole thing was a question just to see how you were paying attention <laughs> earlier on? No. In this sense. <laughs> Well, I'm afraid that's not the right answer. So across we go. Blues, you're getting the next question, but you might get a bonus there. What's the name of that uh, dam in China? Massive dam. Maybe yeah, I think I know this one. Hidden. The political leader. Hold on. Brian has got an idea. Go on, Brian. I think, I'm pretty sure it's the Three Gorges Dam. Three, three it's, a certainly a, it's certainly a large dam. I don't know if this one in particular. but yeah. That's worth a bell, Brian. It's correct. It's the Three Gorges well Dam. Well done. Okay, your next question. Blue team. Which Chinese professional tennis player became the first Grand Slam singles champion from Asia in 2011 when she won the French Open title? She was also the 2014 Australian Open singles champion. Who was she? Or who is she? She's still around. Excuse my grammar. Um, I think purely because she, she has a name with two chemical symbols and I study chemistry. I'm sure Li Na is a tennis player. <laughs> In so, if you don't yeah, have any other guesses, I think we should go I with Lena. Yeah. We'll go for that. Okay, let's go, Lena. Or what lithium sodium is she? Is you? There you go, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> well done, Brian. Mnemonic well there. I'd never spotted that. Well, well, let's go on. Right, next question Journey to the West or Shi Yu Ji is a Chinese novel published in the 16th century that is one of the four great classical novels of Chinese literature. By what animal name is it also very well known due to this animal being one of the main characters in the work? So what is Journey to the West, also known as? It's an animal's name. The name of an animal, excuse me. 
Do you mind repeating the whole thing once more? Sure. Don't mind. Journey to the West, or Shiyu-ji, is a Chinese novel published in the 16th century that is one of the four great classical novels of Chinese literature. By what animal name is it also very well known due to this animal being one of the main characters in the work? Journey to the West. Do you have any ideas, Aidan? Well, a dog would be kind of very obvious, but I'm... Might be a dog. Might be. Um, You've got uh, 15 seconds, Brian, on the clock. The only thing that's come into my head is um, panther, but I, d I really don't know why. It just um, it came to my head when the question came up. But we can we can go with, with dog if you have an inkling towards that. And the time is up. So you're saying dog? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm afraid it's not the right answer. So, Reds, you're getting the next question, but you might get a bonus there. By what animal name is Journey to the West also known? I'm, I'm gravitating towards monkey. Yeah. Yeah, is that like, you know, they did that really weird thing on Channel 4 when we were in the 80s and it was based on some book. It was like Monkey Magic, remember it? Is that yeah, the one? It's a, yeah, vaguely some sort of version or the sort of the monkey being quite prominent in uh, Chinese lore. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'd be inclined to go with monkey unless you have a... No, I... Something more cogent. You're going with monkey? said it, it sounded right, so we'll go with that. And it's correct, yes. Hey. Monkey is the right answer. And the monkey's name was Sun Wukong, just for the record. Now you have another question. Here it is. Sharing its name with the Chinese dynasty, which ethnic group, native to East Asia, constitutes approximately 92% of the population of mainland China? Oh, wow. Um, right. 92% um, of the population are... An ethnicity of East Asia. So he said, sorry, it was a bit broken up there. Sorry, sharing its name with a Chinese dynasty. Which okay. ethnic group, native to East Asia, obviously, constitutes approximately 92% of the population of mainland China? Okay, so, okay. Um, so, dynasty. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I reckon. It was the Chen dynasty. Uh, wasn't there? I don't know. Do you, yeah. do you have a. 25 seconds. Um, actually, we, we may as well sort of read a few. There was, I think there was the Han. Yeah. The Ooh, Han Chinese is definitely an ethnic group of people. Han Chinese. Yeah. Will we go for I Han? Go with that. Yeah. Han. Yeah. Uh, hey. Very late on. on you've Thank managed you, Patty. to remember <laughs> the. Yeah, no, that's a team. That's a teamwork and a half. 92% of the population of China are Han Chinese. Correct. Okay. Mm. Initiated by the Militia United in Righteousness, which anti-imperialist, anti-colonial and anti-Christian uprising took place in China between November 1899 and September 1901? I think that's the Box Alien. I don't know. I, don't, I actually have no, no clue on this one. Yeah, I, I, th yeah, I, think, that, I think that's the Boxer Rebellion. The Boxer okay. Rebellion. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Correct. Right, uh, what are we on? We've got a couple of questions left in the set. This is for you guys. The People's Republic of China rejoined the Olympic movement in the early 1980s and since 1984 has won a total of 608 medals in both summer and winter games. Now, in two particular sports, both part of the summer games, they are the leading medal winners. 
So name either of those sports for the point. I Ooh. think I think table tennis is one of them. They're just amazing. Oh yeah, that's a good shout. I think they're also um, badminton. Oh yeah. So the other one I was thinking of was gymnastics. Mm, I think I doubt they're the leading medal winners of gymnastics. Yeah. I'd go with table oh, tennis definitely. Table tennis is a good shout. Let's go for that. Okay, table tennis is correct. Well done. Nicely done. And the other one was badminton, Michelle. So you were well, two for there. Great stuff. Okay, for five in a row. Mainland China includes two special administrative regions, SARs, which possess a very high degree of autonomy from central government. One of these is Hong Kong. What is the name of the other? A former Portuguese dependency that was transferred to China in 1999. That is Macau. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. No hanging around because he knew it was right. And that's two points. Well done. Macau is the answer. I'm afraid, Blues, you've only got one question left in the set. So there'll be no comeback tonight. Here is the question, though. Also referred to as China or fine China in some English-speaking countries, as it was first imported from that country. What ceramic material was perfected in China at some point between 2000 and 1200 years ago? So what's the real name of China? I mean, is that just porcelain, Aidan? Porcelain, yeah. That's the only one I can think of. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, porcelain, please. Yes, indeed it is, of course. Thank porcelain. You. Well done. Okay, that was the final question of the set. Well done to everyone. Uh, almost all right there. Very, I don't know whether one or two wrong in the whole thing. So let's go over to Clancy and we check on the final scores. Blue team 19 points. Red team 28 points. So congratulations, Reds. You are tonight's winners. Uh, well done, guys. Well, well done, done, folks. Great well game. Done. Well done. Yeah. Good game. Well done, well to done Michelle. and Michelle. Well, no, we all seem to know a lot about China. Strangely. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Hard luck to Aidan on your debut, but I'm sure you'll be back again and better luck the next time. And commiserations to Brian. Uh, you can't win them all, Brian. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you the next time you're on. All right. Thank you to everyone for taking part. Thank you, listeners, for listening. We'll be back next week with another set of questions based on another country. If you're listening to us online and podcast, stay tuned for the podcast extras. And until next week, goodbye and have a good week. Podcast Extra. So I'll go and say hello to the uh, one member of the blue team who is in the house. And that is Mr. Aidan... Rooney? Mooney. Mooney. Yes. Aidan Mooney. I don't get it right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Aidan Mooney, will you come in closer to the microphone, please? Yeah. You're very welcome. This is your debut tonight, Aidan. Thank you. And how are you feeling about it? I'm feeling good. Since the simultaneous release of which two albums in 1991? Oh, uh, God. Um, <laughs> is somebody eating crisps somewhere? What's going on? Yeah, what? <laughs> Just your crinkly paper. <laughs> somebody breaking out the panic Maltesers or something. <laughs> <laughs> My glass. Um, um, 
Okay, let's just take a break. In the studio. I need to go and get a drink of water myself. So I'll be back in a moment. The old Tapau can't beat it. Another great. Frank Carol Decker once had a go at me on, on Twitter, had a go at a question I once wrote on Twitter. Did she? Why? What? Uh, well, she she sort of she she came at it from cross purposes. In fairness, there was a it was a question. It was a question about the people that sang in order in Live Aid, um, but I didn't start with the first. So it's like you know, sort of you had to sort of order them in order which they sang in the thing. But she sort of came in and she goes, "Well, Paul Young was the first person to sing, uh, but Paul Young wasn't one of the options because you know it was kind of it was a which of these sort of uh, styling." Yeah. But uh, yeah, there there she was having a go. Like, Angered, uh, Carol. Oh my God, <laughs> Carol Decker. No, not a yeah, not a good, not a good person to anger. In fairness, I've, she's uh, oh, she's a she's a fierce one on Twitter, like. Is she? I, I, oh yeah, no, she's great at crack. Now, say she she takes no shade, like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm oh, back. She, she told you. <laughs> yeah, good. Know? Celebrity stories with Patty Duffy. <laughs> Duffy. We should have dealt on the last time you were on. You off, you mentioned giving serving Phil Oakey from the Human League a cup of tea. Um, we, we never That's true. Did come yes, back I did. That. That's correct. Used online by Carol Decker now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know who Carol Decker is. You're one. You're you're one of Tapau. Oh, sorry. Hi. Right. You weren't on mic there when you said that. By the oh, way. sorry. Sorry. Okay. Will I repeat? No, it's fine. Okay. Oh, we could hear you. Yeah. Scott, we could hear you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we could hear your outrage. <laughs> your outrage carried farther than any microphone. Podcast extra super bonus time. Michelle has a warmer question while I'm getting things lined up here because I'm on reallastminute.com. So, my warm up question is ABBA have had nine UK number ones. Name them. Oh. Ooh, um, Mamma Mia. Wait, okay, so Paddy, that's your guess. No, first guess, yeah. Paddy goes Mamma Mia. Yes, correct. All right. Uh, Who's going next? Uh, I, I, I'll say Waterloo. Yeah, also correct. My parents are brilliant to have back in the day, so I'm on this. <laughs> <laughs> Ever I heard hubris expressed in your right wheel there. Path. I'm on it, man. Is it concerto in C? That's what he's going to be quite right you over there now. Smart <laughs> fans in London. Dancing Queen. Dancing Queen, indeed. All right. Hayden, do you want to have an average tune? Super Trooper. Oh, wow. I'll turn you down, Hayden. Yes. Super Trooper. Good. Their last number one. Wow. 29th November, 1980. Hmm. I should really be noting my, down I'll... myself what had been said. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Oh, yeah, I so, yeah. Okay, uh, we're back. Are we back to Paddy? I think yeah, so. Paddy again. Uh, back to me, right? I'll go for the the winner takes it all. Yes. Yo. Ninth of August, nineteen eighty. This is a total unfair fight with yeah, doing is. a music question with Paddy in the house. Um, yeah. <laughs> SOS. Nope. Oh. Oh. Knowing me, knowing you. Hold on. Too slow, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes correct. You know me, knowing you, Andrew. Go on. Waterloo, Waterloo. I said Waterloo. Oh, that was my one. Sorry, sorry. Didn't hear. Okay. So, do you want to hear what's said? Waterloo, yeah. Mamma Mia, Dancing Queen, Knowing Me, Knowing You, The Winner Takes It All, and Super Trooper. So there are another three. Money, money, money. No. Aiden. Have you got the left there, Aiden? Aiden. I'm stuck. He's oh, he's. 
Anton, no, I'll give me. He's, he's got. A, he's got a real Rodan the Thinker face. Look, it's about the end. Oh, um, Fernando. Yes, indeed. Oh, oh. nice. Ooh, Very good. So there's two left, Paddy. Oh, I'm stuck between. I'm stuck between two. Um, I'll go. SOS. That was already said by me. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. sorry, I missed SOS. Sorry, I must have. Uh, in that case, I'll go for um, uh, the name of the game. Yes. Oh, oh wow. There's, oh, actually, there's two left. Yeah, there. Oh, no, there's one left, sorry. There's one left. All right, who wants it? Come on, John, take the tap in there. John is gone. He went He went off for a second for a cable. <laughs> Ran away. Um, it's got, the pressure got too high. Now, say them all one more time. That we're, that so, we're we to. had Waterloo, we had Mamma Mia, Fernando, Dancing Queen, Queen, Knowing Me, Knowing You, The Name of the Game, The Winner Takes It All, and Super Trooper, and there is one more. Oh, bless it. Um, oh. <laughs> honey, honey. That's the one. No. no. <laughs> it's oh, not God. the one. That's clearly not the one. Okay. Well, I don't know, so. John, do you want to take another crack? I literally ran out of the room yeah. to grab something and have now come back. Um, mm. how, are we, what, are we down to the last one, are we? Yeah. yeah. It's all you now, John. No pressure. Well. Voulez-vous? Did anyone say nope. that? No. Happy New Year. Nope. Happy New Year? What's that? I, I've lost track of... What do you mean, what's that? It's a brilliant Ava song. Happy New Year. No, no. Oh, yeah. Thank um, you, Michelle. They do know it. The, the, one uh, the sort of the curveball I was thinking I'm sort of I'm down to two now I think it's uh, the the curveball I had was was uh, the day before you came. It's, it's this that. song is not a curveball. This what? song is very well known. Oh. Did, that's a brilliant song. The day before you came. That's their. It is. Yeah. Find is it. Oh. Is it? Um, I have a dream. I have a dream. No, it's neither of those. Okay, I think we need to draw a light under this because Michelle has defeated us. Oh no. my god. Oh god, how do we forget that? The anthem oh for god. late night at a disco where there's nothing oh. happening. Supermax Air Square, 2 30 in the morning. Air Square, 2 a.m. <laughs> See you there. <laughs> All right, Andrew's now going off mic, so he will vanish. Right. And I will play the theme tune and we will begin the program. <laughs> 